Yeah, thank you, platform workers. Thank you for your liberality. Uh, very much appreciated. Amen. Let me mention one more time on the backboard. Uh, you'll see uh, we got some information for you on voting. Uh, listen, it's a critical election. I encourage all of you to vote. Uh, amen. If you don't vote, you can't complain. Uh, high taxes, inflation, you don't vote, don't want to hear it. Uh, amen. So you can make your voice heard, go down and vote. Uh, if you want to know how I'm voting, you can come and ask me. I will let you know later. Amen. So if you got your Bible, 2 Corinthians 10, 2 Corinthians 10. I don't know about you, but uh, October, I fight more demonic things than I ever, ever do the rest of the year. There's something about October. We know the devil's busy uh, in this month, Halloween, different things. That you pull in my neighborhood, and one of our neighbors put up this insane dragon. It's this uh, mechanical uh, dragon, and I mean, it looks like it's so demonic, and and you can feel it when you go by it. And and so I can imagine all the kids <laughs> uh, Halloween walking through; they're gonna be scared to death. And but that's the devil's business. Uh, man wants to torment, wants to, uh, amen, push his demonic on people, amen, especially this month. And I remember the first church I pastored, uh, Punk City, Oklahoma, uh, we had right in the middle of the town, unapologetic, un- un- uh, uh, a big white house that said witch house. On the front, there were, uh, in, in uh, 12th grade, in high school, they taught parapsychology, uh, so many of these people are coming right out of high school, uh, involved in the demonic. We fought more demonic uh, in that city than probably any other. I remember we're praying for a guy who uh, was uh, pioneering there. We're having Bible study at our house. We have some new converts that, uh, on our front porch after we're fellowshipping. And, and all of a sudden, this, this guy, 25 years old maybe, and... and uh, eyes rolled back, just demonic, starts to fall out. My wife cut his head right before it busted on the cement, and ambulance came to the wild scene. But I remember going to the, the hospital with him, and he's out, his eyes rolled back. I mean, he's got a pulse, but uh, he, he looks like he's dead. And I remember they, so they take him through uh, the MRI, and they do all these shit. And he wakes up, he gets up, he gets off table, walks out. Uh, they go, hey, you going to stay? So no, I feel fine. And so later I followed up on this, asked his mom, I go, hey, what, what's the story here? Uh, what happened? And she said, listen, uh, she said, Pastor, I hear stuff in his room all the time. She goes, I know he's the only one in there, but I hear voices. Uh, she said, I even actually opened the door and I seen the, uh, his bed levitating. And, uh, but he's into parapsychology and different stuff. And, and so, listen, the demonic is real tonight. And the devil's out to torment, and so this made me kind of revisit the uh, the book and the study Pastor Campbell did on Deliverance to Dominion. So I want to preach out of that book tonight. I may even do it Sunday morning as well. But in the book, uh, Deliverance to Dominion, Pastor Campbell tells us that God delivered the children of Israel out of Egypt, but then he tells us uh, that they died in the wilderness. Uh, so to be delivered is one thing. Uh, but to have dominion is another thing. Pastor Campbell says in his book, uh, uh, deliverance is external, something that God does, but di- dominion is internal, something that we must do. So dominion has to do with the, how we process life, how we think, what we give our mind to. I know people have been delivered, but they struggle in dominion because, uh, amen, for some reasons I'll mention later, but 
I want to hit this issue tonight out of 2 Corinthians uh, 10, 2 Corinthians 10, let's start at verse 4. It says, so though, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God's pulling down of strongholds, casting down imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ, and having in, uh, having in a readiness to re- uh, revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Amen. Father, I'm asking you tonight for your presence, your power. God, your anointing be here tonight. God, we cannot do this without you. God, I desperately need your spirit here tonight. God, I have confidence uh, in your words, your power. God, I pray tonight that you would move on people. God, set people free tonight. Give revelation, God, concerning uh, dominion, the demonic. I pray help us in this place tonight. God's people say, amen. amen. Deliverance to uh, dominion. So look at that first tonight. So deliverance uh, means by definition the action of being rescued or set free. So Israel is rescued from Egypt uh, by like the peeling of an onion. Uh, there are layers of flesh and rebellion that have to be peeled off. Uh, so as they're delivered, we know by the blood they, they come out of Egypt, but as you follow their story, I mean there's layers, there's things that have to be dealt with, have to be peeled off. While we're in sin, uh, or while we're in the world, there's sin, rebellion, attitudes, habits uh, that attach themselves to our personality. Uh, uh, You know, uh, when you're in sin, you pick up things. They become part of who you are. It's your personality uh, uh, after a while. And these are areas where the demonic has gained access uh, into your personality, creating strongholds. That's what Paul's talking about. When we're in the world... uh, 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 you know, there's different things you're a part of in, and uh, they can become a stronghold uh, after you get saved and you have to deal with that. Ephesians 6.12 For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. What Paul's talking about here, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. You know, somebody can come uh, to church, look sharp, but have a community of demonic working or demons working in their personality. They can look good on the outside, but man, inside. If we can see all the activity, all the, the battles, the scar tissue, all, all the demonic that may be even involved in their life, even as they're sitting here tonight, uh, uh, we might be surprised. Yeah, I've had young men and women get married. Two weeks later, sit in my office and say, I didn't know they had that in them. Anger, bitterness, selfish greed, a number of different things. I'm totally surprised. Uh, I didn't know that was in them, Pastor. Well, uh, amen. So there's things that have to be peeled off. Amen. So deliverance, uh, we're delivered, but there's layers of things that have to be dealt with after salvation. Uh, uh, we're all the same. I got to say, there's a number of things that I had to begin to uh, deal with. Can you say, man, after salvation, and you were in there too. They look all smiling and pretty tonight. I, uh, you were there too, amen. In Exodus, Moses tells Pharaoh many times over, let my people go. This is the battle for deliverance tonight. Egypt is a picture of the world. The world has appetites, mindsets, desires uh, 
These are the principalities, powers, and darkness uh, that must be cast down. Uh, amen. So uh, God delivers us and helps us, but there is an ongoing uh, of deliverance as well. Exodus 3. The heart of God is to set you free. We know He sees our pain, oppression, depression, and hopelessness. And I am come down to deliver them out of the land of Egypt and to bring them out into the land to a good land and a large land, uh, to a land flowing with milk and honey, and to a place of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, uh, Pejusites, Hittites, and Jebusites. Uh, so God looks at them and said, Listen, I know your oppression. I see the pain, the agony that you live in. And God said, I've come to deliver you, set you free from that. Uh, verse 8, I've come down to deliver you uh, from the hands of the Egyptians. So we come into the kingdom of God, though, with all this entanglement. We have past decisions, past failures, habits, bondages. Uh, and as God's looking at His people, they have all these uh, different issues going on in them. God is going to deliver them uh, out of Egypt, but that's just the beginning. God is going to get them out of that place, but then the work begins. Deliverance is God pilling uh, off, amen, the, uh, the flesh and the things that we've collected, amen. Deliverance is always a fight. Moses stands before Pharaoh, throws his staff down. Pharaoh's servants throw their staff down. Uh, but Moses' staff swallowed up their staff. Uh, amen, God's power is greater, hallelujah. Uh, amen, uh, when we pray, when we touch God, listen, uh, there's a power of heaven that comes in on our side, uh, but the demonic does show up. Amen. Just because you're saved doesn't mean demonic is going to stay away. Uh, amen. When you exercise especially your dominion uh, in the kingdom of God, uh, your righteousness, listen, demonic may challenge that, will challenge that. You're the Nile River. The Egyptians worshipped it. Uh, Moses with his staff strikes the Nile uh, uh, and turns it to blood, and a stench filled the air. So my point is, uh, uh, the world doesn't automatically say, okay, uh, you're saved, I'll back off. Amen. So Moses had to strike the Nile, uh, and this was big if you understand the Nile, the, how they worshipped that, uh, and God, as Moses struck it, God moved in power, uh, and God's power uh, overpowered the Nile and the demonic, and, but listen, it's a fight. Extra three, put the blood uh, of the land over the door representing Christ so that uh, when the death angel passes over the land, uh, you will be spared. The blood of Jesus still works today. Amen. Oh, we may fight some battles. We may go through some things. Uh, but listen, the blood of Jesus still is powerful today uh, over the doors of our heart, our mind. Uh, uh, amen. That blood, it fights for us. That blood gives us dominion tonight. So let's look secondly the continual fight. How many know you never get to the point, okay, I've won? It's the fight's over. I can just kind of kick back and relax. Uh, no, that's when the devil comes in and beats you up. Amen. We're in a continual fight tonight. We can never just lay down our arms. We can never just say, you know what, I fought enough. And no, we're in a continual fight. Truth, even after the blood, after salvation, uh, the devil still comes after you. Exodus 14, 7. He took, talking about Pharaoh, 600 choice chariots, uh, all the chariots of Egypt with captains, every one of them, and pursued uh, after the Israelites. So 
after they're delivered, after the blood, they come through the blood, they broke the border, uh, uh, amen, went out of Egypt, but Pharaoh, amen, still uh, arms all the rest of his chariots and charioteers. Let's go get them. So after salvation, listen, desires of the flesh will try to drag you back into uncleanness. It will try to drag you back into foul attitude, hatred, bitterness, uh, but God will fight for you. Exodus 14, 13, and Moses said to the people, uh, Fear ye not, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you this day. For the Egyptians whom you have seen, today you shall not see them any more. The Lord will fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. Uh, yes, God's going to fight, but there's a battle. Uh, listen, uh, if you've been saved for some time, uh, it doesn't end, amen. If you've been saved 10 years, 20, 30 years, uh, the battle still rages. There's times the devil tries, or my flesh tries to drag me back in, uh, have a bad attitude, have a bad mindset, uh, uh, into uncleanness, filthiness, uh, and I have to fight. I have to fight the demonic, plead the blood. God, I'm, I'm, I've made a covenant with you. I'm not going that way. Uh, I still fight the fight. So you can't ever say, man, uh, how come I'm still fighting this as a Christian? We're going to be fighting all the way to heaven. Amen. Amen. God saved us that we could be in His presence. That's the good news tonight. Hallelujah. Moses led Israel out of Egypt and God said, build a tabernacle that I may dwell among my people. Exodus 25, 8. uh, And let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them. God knew it was going to be a fight. But God said, listen, I'm going to be in their midst. Uh, I'm going to be a part of them. Uh, and uh, Moses is going to be there. The priest is going to be there. We're going to have a, a, a fight here. But, we're going to, but God said, I'm going to be here. Uh, I'm going to fight. I'm going to win battles for them. But there's going to be a fight. So that's what we, every time we come to church, the reason we have a, church, a song service, uh, the purpose of it is, uh, amen, is to get us out of the, the, the whatever we're in, uh, get us into the presence of God, bring down the presence of God, uh, and we can start off our service with God's presence among us, uh, amen, that way as we're fighting, we can win the battles tonight. And we can get some victory tonight in the house of God, but God said, I want to be with my people. I want to be with them. Moses, tell them, uh, build me a sanctuary, make me a place. Uh, I'm eager. I want to be with them. I know they're going to fight battles. They're going to, uh, there's issues. There's the onion that needs to be peeled. Uh, uh, things are going to be there that they need to be delivered from. They need to be set free from. And I want to be there to help them. 1 Corinthians 3.16 Know you not that you are the temple of God, that the Spirit of God dwells in you. Same principle. God said, listen, I know that my people are going to fight things, uh, especially this month uh, of all months. They're going to fight demonic. Uh, I fight headaches sometimes, just mind battles. Uh, this month, it seemed like greater than any other time. Uh, but listen, I, I am a temple. The Spirit of God dwells in me. I can turn to prayer. God, help me. God, give me a word. God, And God always shows up. And that's the good news tonight. Amen. We are a temple of the Holy Spirit. Uh, dwells in us. There's the power of God in us. Uh, We're not alone, uh, and we can fight to win tonight. You know, after conversion, though, we do need dominion. It's not all God tonight. We can't just say, well, God, if you want me free, I'll be free. Uh, You know, if God wants me to have a job, I'll have a job. No, you got to go look for one. 
Or God, you know, we, we just throw that up sometimes. No, we have to get dominion personal tonight, or personally. The problem with Israel was, God delivered them out of Egypt, but they died in the wilderness. So deliverance and dominion are not the same thing tonight. Yeah, I wonder how many of God's people are dying because uh, they have no dominion. Simply because they have no uh, dominion, they have no uh, control, sovereignty in their own life, uh, a, a kingdom dominion, and they're dying because of that. Someone said it was easier to get Israel out of Egypt than to get Egypt out of Israel. This is not true just with Egypt, but this is true with you and I too. Sometimes it's easier to get us out of the world saved than it is to get the world out of us after we get saved. But listen, there has to be a desire. There has to be, I want dominion. I want a spiritual dominion in my life. I want an authority uh, uh, of God in my life. I want a sovereignty uh, of the kingdom of God living in me. I want my mind surrendered to God. Uh, and there has to be a fight for that. There has to be a direction to that tonight. Our text, this is the need of dominion here. It says, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought uh, through the obedience of Christ. Amen. So when things come into your mind, you still let them hang around. Amen. Immediately, I bind that I rebuke. I cast you down. Uh, you have no right in my mind. I, I take authority. Uh, I take dominion over this spirit, this demonic. Uh, I break your power uh, and begin to get some dominion here. You know, these mindsets, uh, uh, how you deal with life, how you filter experiences, uh, your disappointments, your conflicts, uh, that all has to do with dominion. And listen, I'm always praying when especially... Uh, when I know I'm going through some conflict, I know there's going to be uh, some... I'm praying, God, help me process this right. God, help me stay godly through this. Help me have your mind uh, uh, through this because I want a dominion of God in my life. See, dominion is how you think, how you view your perspective, casting down imagination. You can't let the devil just stay up there and torment you. You can't let the devil just... Keep feeding your mind. Uh, sometimes you got to say, I ain't watching stuff anymore. Amen. I ain't giving my mind to that junk anymore, them books, uh, the fa- that foul shit. I'm not doing that anymore. I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to get God's Word in me. I'm going to get some sovereignty, some dominion uh, in my mind. Uh, so dominion uh, is up to us in a sense. You know, I've seen new converts grow very quickly, but I've seen o- older converts uh, grow very slowly sometimes. And the issue is, uh, many times I look at their life, this new is just feeding on the Word of God. Man, just reading about Remember them days? You got saved, man. You were just so hungry. It's like the Bible's like a steak and potato dinner, man. I mean, you're always hungry for it. You're, you're, you're reading it, man. You're thinking about it. Uh, all the time when you get up, you go to bed, it's the Word of God's on your mind. Uh, if we're not careful as we get older as a convert, uh, we lose the appetite for that. And these other things, attitudes, mindsets, uh, 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 the world begin to filter in, and that begins to be our mind. See, dominion means sovereignty and control over the mind. Philippians 2.5, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. That's a high bar. But that's a bar we can reach. Uh, it wouldn't be there if it wasn't so. Uh, 
uh, how Jesus thought, how he processed things, uh, how he dealt with that things, uh, what he allowed his mind. That's what it's talking about, the same mind, uh, that Christ had that godly mind, uh, thinking about the kingdom, how, you know, the parables, Jesus is processing life uh, through a dominion of God. Amen. He's processing life through uh, a word from heaven, uh, and we get a revelation every parable, amen, is a revelation of the kingdom, but it's Jesus processing life through them. At the end of that, man, there's the mind of Christ. Uh, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Uh, how he thought we're to think. Amen. It ain't Jesus just up here and we're just down. No, we have to have his mind. Uh, have his mind. Read the word. Uh, get the word in you. Learn how to think like Christ. Learn how to operate up here like Jesus did. Unless you will have dominion. Romans 12, 2, Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove was that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Uh, he said, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed uh, by the renewing of the mind. Uh, so our mind is constantly, we need to renew it with the Word of God. Amen. Every time you read the Bible, every time you Read the Word. That's why it's important to read the Bible every day. Uh, I try to get chapters in. Nine is my goal every day uh, because I need all the Word I can get from heaven. I need God's Word in my mind. You get that much of the Bible in your mind, uh, you're thinking about it through the day. What did He mean by that? What did that mean? Uh, so your mind's just not got the Word of God in it, but now it's uh, filtering other things through that Word. See, how you think when you're upset, many times, is how life works out. Proverbs says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So what goes on up here becomes your decisions, your behavior, and your conduct. This is where dominion begins, it begins in the mind. Uh, so how we process life or what we give our mind to, listen, becomes hate, behavior and conduct. When somebody's acting crazy, I say, that's because they've been thinking crazy. Uh, when they're behaving silly because they've been thinking all crazy like that. Uh, it's just, uh, uh, you know, they all, it's all connected. But the, the children of Israel died in the wilderness because they had no desire for dominion. Uh, if you read Exodus uh, uh, and, and through the books, uh, you just want to shake Israel. What's wrong with you? Read the Bible. Get in the presence of God. Uh, get a hunger for the Word. Uh, uh, but uh, how many set in church never do that? Then they wonder why life is so horrible. Wonder why rebellion and uncleanness is still there. Well, you have no dominion. Look, lastly, kingdom culture. You know, your mind is shaped by your culture. This is true in the world. Listen to your family, the streets. Uh, amen, the schools, they shaped your mind how you think. Uh, you, they dictated your words, your attitude, your actions. Uh, every one of us have a, a family culture. We were raised in the Midwest where uh, th- there was a culture uh, in my home that we were raised in how my dad thought words he said, uh, 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 you know, they became mine. It was a culture there. Uh, Amen. My mom, my dad established a culture that we grew up in. Uh, the schools I uh, went to, the streets, the people I ran with, uh, there's a culture. My life was shaped uh, by the culture that I was in. 
when you get saved, you're brought into a new culture. Culture means beliefs, social forms, shared attitude, practices, goals, and values. Uh, in the church, there, there, it's a culture. There's a kingdom culture in the house of God that we need to get into uh, Acts chapter 2, verse 42. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and a breaking of bread and in prayer. There's a culture there. So when people got saved, uh, they were brought into a culture. They were continued steadfastly uh, in the apostles' doctrine. In other words, they were hungry for the Word of God. People at church uh, wanting to hear, wanting uh, to obey the Word, wanting to continue uh, in the Word of God. There's a culture there that was hungry for the Word of God. Uh, then the, the Bible said there was fellowship. There's a culture of fellowship. People in the church were doing things together. Fellowship from house to house. Uh, uh, that was culture. Breaking bread and having prayer in houses. Uh, so this is a culture uh, that we're brought into. Amen. It's important that we get in uh, the midst of this culture because that's going to help us live for God. Now people that get brought, come into the kingdom don't, you know, there's people that fight the culture. So I don't care what pastors, I ain't doing it. I ain't fellowshipping. I, I, I ain't doing it. And, you know, well, you know, see how far you get that way. The culture is here to help us. Amen. The culture is here. It's a spiritual dynamic uh, to help God's people live for Him. These new believers in Acts became a part of a church culture. Uh, uh, amen. So there's a culture there for God to help them in a Amen. Um, well, there's a culture there to help them for God to peel things off. Uh, Luke 4.18, Jesus said, I come to heal the broken heart, deliver those that are captive, recovering of sight to the blind, uh, to set at liberty them that are bruised. The book of Acts, that was their culture. They come in, uh, immediately they're, they're laying before God. God, you said you can heal the brokenhearted. You can deliver the captive. You can give sight to the blind. Uh, there before God, the culture was, let's believe God for a miracle. Let's see what God in the church wasn't just somewhere we, we went, uh, but we knew we were going to meet with God, uh, and we were eager, they were eager to be there. It's a culture. The book of Acts, they're not walking around bitter. They're not caught up in their emotions. Why? Because they embrace the new culture. I mean, nowhere in the book of Acts you walk around, and people have these attitudes walking around. Don't look at me. Don't talk to me like, I'm mad. You only knew what I went through. Hey, you don't read that. I mean, they're there. They're, they're praising God. They're filled with the Holy Ghost. They're there for God. Uh, it's a culture they're in here. You know, Hebrews 11. They spoke faith, and the Bible said God framed their world by the words they spoke. Look at verse 3. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that the things which are seen were not made of the things uh, which do appear. When we live by faith, process our decisions in life through the Word of God, uh, God frames our lives. When we're using faith, when we're reading the Bible, when we're using faith, we're believing God, uh, God begins to frame our world by that. You know, what a frame does, it dictates what is on the inside and what's on the outside. When, we, when you live by faith, by the Word of God, your mind, your marriage, relationships uh, have an identity of God on them. Uh, so just like any uh, picture has a frame, that frame separates the in from the out. Uh, and when you and I give our mind to God, uh, 
when we're living for God, there's a framing. God frames our lives uh, according to His Word. Hallelujah. The Bible said God spoke by faith and framed the world uh, that we live in. Remember God spoke light, darkness, sun, moon, oceans, uh, and that's a frame within which we live. God spoke words, uh, and then words framed His world. Uh, we live in that world. Listen, as we speak faith, uh, as we speak obedience to the Word of God, there's a framing from God in our lives. That's not, you know, that's, it's not just true. God's also with you and I. It's called dominion. You know, I refuse to let the devil have any of my life. I refuse to let the demonic uh, control my mind, my emotions, my actions. Uh, I refuse it. I refuse to live uh, in that demonic. I said, God, uh, I'm speaking your word. I'm, I'm believing God, my marriage, my family, my church. Uh, and I'm asking God, God, frame this church uh, according to your word. Listen, when you don't get into the culture, which is faith, righteousness, vision, labor, uh, faithfulness, sacrifice, uh, all that takes place in the church, uh, you're going to lack dominion. When you buck the culture, you're going to lose dominion. Exodus 15:24, and the people murmured against Moses, saying, "What shall we drink?" Now think about what's going on here. Uh, Moses has done all their bidding for them. He's standing before Pharaoh at the risk of his own life. Uh, he's getting some victories for them. He's leading them. Out of Egypt, uh, the Red Sea opens uh, by Moses using his staff. Uh, and Moses is doing his best to get these people free and, and get God moving in their life. But, uh, amen, but when they come with some problems, they begin to murmur against the guy. Yeah, you feel for Moses when you read the book, man. But, you know, the bigger problem is the congregation didn't have a... a, a, a a desire for dominion like Moses had. Remember, Moses falling on his face for the Lord. Aaron's beside him. They're falling on their face and pleading with God. Uh, and I'm telling you, the glory of God come down on Moses' life. And God invited Moses to come up to the mount uh, or in the mountain to be in his presence. Uh, that's a dominion. See, when you have no dominion, you're not looking for solutions, but you're looking to complain. Complaining becomes your answer. That's a, that's a sure sign you have no dominion. You know, when we have no dominion, there's no, what can I do to help? Where can I be a blessing? It's most of the time. What's wrong here? Right? When you have no dominion, life is always uh, what's, what's uh, not happening. God's not moving in my life. You see, God helped somebody, but God's not ever moving for me. Well, that's because there's no dominion there. You know, dominion has a voice tonight. You can tell when somebody has embraced church culture, when somebody has embraced the Word of God, God because it's in their speech. It's in the how they talk. Uh, it's in the what they verbalize. Amen. Uh, doesn't matter if they're at work, they're at home, they're witnessing, they're in the neighborhood, uh, at church. Uh, it comes out of their mouth. Amen. Dominion has a voice. Uh, I love it. Uh, new converts, older converts, they start, believe, I'm passionate, I'm believing God. God's going to help me. God's going to move. Uh, man, I can get a hold of that. I like that language. That's telling me them folks got some dominion. Uh, they may not be seeing what they want to see right now, but they're believing God and they're, 
verbalizing what God will do. Uh, and again, God frame, begins to frame your world as you speak faith, uh, as you speak the Word of God that you read. Uh, there's a framing of life that, that gives you dominion. You know, one, one, one of the wonderful things about God is purpose. God gives you purpose. You have a purpose in your marriage. You have a purpose in your life. God has a purpose for you. And listen, God's purpose for Israel was to get through the wilderness, which would have, really would have been a short distance, and get into the promised land and, and be blessed. And God would be their God and things. But, you know, because of who they were and what their decisions they made, let me say it that way, uh, the Bible said they all died in the wilderness. Listen, don't let that be you tonight. Amen. So we're in a fight tonight. We're in a fight. God is delivering us. We're saved. That's the first part. Uh, God delivered you out of the world. But listen, uh, there's a continual battle tonight. You're going to have to stay with it. Uh, whether you're saved a year or 30 years, I'm staying in the fight. Uh, there's a need for dominion. I need to keep pressing in. Uh, I'm going to keep reading the Bible, rereading it, rereading it uh, over and over. Somebody asked me, how many times you read the Bible through? I go, I don't know, probably at least 30. Uh, if I had to throw a number out there, uh, and I keep reading it, my goal is every 10 months I get through the Bible again because I still need it. And it gives me dominion. It gives me uh, God's mind so when I face life, uh, I know what to do. Is your Bible full of dust? <laughs> Matthew, Mark, James. No, no, Matthew, Mark. <laughs> I'm not throwing stones. I'm saying read your Bible. Amen. A big part of victory tonight is personal dominion. Let's bow our heads tonight. Every head bowed, every eye closed.